Hello, everybody. This is Keith Music Man Handlick with the Final on Vinyl podcast. And today we have David Pena, who is releasing his new album, Winds of Change, today. So it's an eventful day for David. And I'll be posting my review today along with this interview in his Spotify stream so people can listen to the new album. How are you doing, David? Doing well. Doing well, Keith. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. So you want to tell the audience a little about a little bit about your process with uh, the new album and what inspired that and the title? Uh, yep. <clears throat> so uh, uh, Winds of Change is kind of a comp- compilation of just a, a few of my compositions that I've been putting together. The title, uh, Winds of Change, you know, a lot of people think with all this COVID and stuff, but really it, 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 what inspired this song was uh, – you know, just sometimes in life, when we're going through life, there's a storm. We, we deal with storms in our life that, that sometimes hit us without knowing. My daughter, several years ago, um, had gotten married, thought her life was going to be wonderful. She had her life planned out with her husband. And and then, uh, you know, about two years into their marriage, she, she found out that he was cheating on her. And, and, and it that just really just broker and uh and a lot of times we never know that there's a storm brewing in our lives so <clears throat> when i wrote that lens of change i was just thinking about you know there's a lot of things we go through in life that we never know if there's something brewing that's going to impact us so that's kind of the the title of that wind of change it's it'll change our course in life things can happen in life that can just take us in a whole different direction without even expecting it so that's kind of where mm-hmm. that came from. Well, that's a fact. Um, sometimes we can see the storm coming, and sometimes we can't, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. Yep. So you're a wonderful piano player, and I like to call it an ivory tickler. When I was just thinking about that, I, I did another review last night. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of piano reviews, obviously. And um, mm-hmm. Do they even use ivory anymore to make piano keys? I, I would imagine they wouldn't, right? Yeah, well, have no clue. They're, they're, they look like ivory, but I'm not sure if they're actually ivory. I play on a. I actually use a MIDI keyboard to do all my recording. Um, so I use a MIDI. It's a weighted keyboard. <clears throat> so that's basically what I play on and do all my recordings on. Wow, it's got a wonderful sound. You just you never know that that's what you would be yep. using. Do you have your own mm-hmm. recordings? Yeah. No. Well, I have a little studio here, I record all my tracks and then I work with, uh, once I do my tracks and I'll send my tracks to the orchestral composer with the vision of, of the songs. When You know, usually when I compose a song, it, it just takes me places and I imagine cinematic movies like scenes in the movie. So when I compose a piece, I will get with the orchestral composer who's in the film industry and uh, I will um, just explain in detail the scene that I'm picturing in my head for the song composition, and he then takes my song and just brings it to life and puts all the orchestral arrangements to just bring it all together. So I do all my recording right here in my little studio with a MacBook MacBook Pro uh, computer, pretty much. Interesting. It's interesting also that you said that 
the way you envision something like a movie soundtrack and or uh, pictures in a movie going by in your mind. And while I'm listening, it's exactly what happens to me. I go through that same process. And uh, it, you know, don't always talk about you know the musicianship and the music. It's about how it makes me feel. I like to talk about both, but certainly music like you make is so inspiring. It just triggers something within. And I don't know, you know, when there's no words and there's just music, it really, it pushes you into a different realm as far as the way you're thinking and feeling because you're not thinking about any words. You're just listening to the music and absorbing it and, and you know, just going with it. And then you find out exactly what it is um, that you've been inspired by or what you're thinking of. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. And what's really amazing is what's crazy is, you know, Keith, I, I, I don't even know how to read music. I just play what what comes out from inside me. I, I love to play, and I play by ear, and uh, I just, uh, it just, music, music, it just when I start playing, it just starts moving me and taking me places. And I just compose everything that comes out is really just what I'm, just, what comes out from inside. So wow. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So you don't read music, you just play by ear. Yes, sir. That is correct. That's you crazy. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I have no concept of, of that kind of thing. It's, it's a God-given gift, I think, to be able to do something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's what I, I, I just say it's a gift that God, God's given me. And uh, just, Love, enjoy playing piano. You know, and the thing is, in my world that I live in, my small world, most people know me as a drummer. I don't even, they don't even know I play piano. Uh, most <laughs> of a lot of my, the people I associate with, they have no clue I'm a drummer, and they always see me playing drums. So oh. kind of, it's kind of a weird thing, and now they're all finding out that, hey, I play piano too. So where do people see you playing drums? You have a band that you perform live with, and that's what you do? Or? I, I play in, in, in a worship band. I play at our church and just different events and stuff. I play uh, drums and stuff. So, yeah, so that's what I've been doing most of my life, and I usually play the piano here in my studio pretty much. So you'll set up your whole drum kit in church? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, sir. Oh, wow. So Is we that, have a worship band. Like- is that behind everybody up in the balcony or is it like up front? It's up in, it's up on the stage. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I play inside, we call it, it's a cage. I play inside a cage to soundproof everything. And then we just mic everything out and, and then just, just play. Yep. So yeah, we play in, in our church service. Huh. Is that every week? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every week. And then we do, there's all kinds of different events. I'll play with other people, um, just other events that go on. And they'll ask me to play drums. <clears throat> wow! So, you're so more... my world, most yeah. So my world, most people know me as a drummer. <laughs> Lots of talent. That's great. So, when did you start having interest in music, and when did you actually sit down and decide to you know start playing drums or piano and realize that something was happening? How old were you? Well, 
as the, the earliest I recall is I was four years old and <clears throat> wasn't in school yet. We lived right in front of the high school. The marching band would practice down our streets. They would go down one block marching and come down, you know, our street on the way back to school. And, and I would sit there and just listen to the marching band. And, and I used to get up as soon as they'd go by, I'd get up and we had a piano there at the house and I'd start figuring out the songs, all the, the fight songs and, and stuff, the songs they were playing, I'd just pick them out on the piano and it was, I could pick them out. It was weird. And that's kind of always had an interest to music always has driven me. Uh, my mom was a guitarist and my grandpa was a violinist and they all played by ear as well. Ah, uh-huh. so it's in your blood. Yeah, yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> I think everybody I talk to, every musician, they say that about their parents. They were either in, you know, in some form of entertainment and Broadway or they were musicians and, there's always that influence there that sets the stage for that mm-hmm. next person in the family to, you know, to go that direction and, and choose, you know, what musician that, you know, what musical instrument they want to play or what they want to do in that industry. So, Correct. so yeah, and how many and albums? Bars. Go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you how many albums you had out at this point. I've had, uh, well, in, I got three albums out. My first album was back in '93. was a contemporary Christian music album. Um, mm-hmm. So did did that in '93, and then uh, I ended up just uh, then about four years ago. You know, like I said, I used to just play here in my in the studio piano. And I just finished composing a song, and man, I was like, man, that's going to be a nice song. And man, right then I felt, you know, like the Lord speak to me and tell me. David, I've given you all this music. Don't take it to the grave with you. So once I felt that, I felt them speak to me like that, I just realized, okay, I need to share my music. So about three years ago, last year, I released my first album uh, as far as piano, cinematic type music, and and this is my second album. First album was titled Thinking of You, uh, which was released in June of 2020, and uh, this new album is called Winds of Change. Right. I'm thinking of you, um, I covered that, and I also linked it in the review, so people will be able to read that, too, and take a look at that if they want to. So. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, I listen to <clears throat> a lot of just new age and, and a lot of worship music, and, and then I just, mm-hmm. uh, really just listen I mean, I just love to just sit there and play and list, just compose music. That's my own what I do. But my genre is it's New Age, uh, 70s, 80s, and worship music. I see. What about when you were growing up? What would, you know, were your parents listening to jazz and blues and things like that? How, and that's what influenced you? Or? Yeah. No, growing up, it was what influenced me was all the top 40s, you know, Phil Collins, Bob Seger. Eagles, uh, you know, listening to, uh, you know, all those artists. That, that's what we had growing up. We just listened to a lot of Top 40. So a lot of classic rock in there, huh? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I, you know, I have a wide range of interest in 
recently just found this really cool app um, in radio stations called Radio Garden. You get the app and you can look at the globe and push any of the little red dots to indicate the city or radio station and listen to it and stream it. And um, I found this one in Istanbul, Turkey, that was uh, smooth jazz, which I absolutely love. So, you know, some of the things that are available out there, I mean, if you can't find music, there, there's something wrong. It's just incredible <laughs> the coverage that is out there. But yet, yeah, even though we have all these ways of communicating, all this technology, all the streaming and everything, but artists still struggle to make a dollar, you know? Right, exactly. Is that, yeah. what, is that what it's like for it's, you? I mean, yeah. I mean, I I do not. I I have a a regular career. Um, I'm a optical transport engineer. Work for a telecommunications company, but um, I just figured, uh, yeah, it's you. The royalties you get is is it's really hard to make a living uh, just playing yeah. music. So you go into it with the expectation that, okay, I'm making this music because I'm passionate about it. I love it. Something happens. Wonderful. It's icing on the cake. If not, I, I did it, and I did it for me and for my listeners. Is that how you feel? You're exactly yeah. how I feel. Yes, sir. That's good. Yeah, I, if, it, if something comes of it, it does. And not, I just really feel, felt the calling that, uh, you know, that I was not supposed to take this music with me to my grave that I needed to share it. So uh, that's what I'm doing. Whether it does well or not, I'm just trying to be obedient and, and do what I felt I've been called to do, so just to share my music. So it sounds like you're very a very religious man. Uh, yes, sir, I am. Well, I'll tell you, I think there's a higher power. However you want to interpret that, I choose to call it God. Um, I also have been studying Buddhism, which I find quite interesting, and um, the way they they look at things, uh, the mindfulness, mind you know mindset, and the meditations and and karma and all of that, um, you know I've really looked at that long and hard in my life and and found this you know this Buddhism to be very illuminating. But you know basically I believe in God and a higher power and that prayer does work and music is the ultimate healing power that we have available on this earth. And I, I know I mentioned that a lot when I write my reviews and I, you know, till the day I die, that's the way I feel. And uh, for me, it just, I agree with you. It does so much, you know, um, I'm not certain how it works, but I know it works. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it does. I mean, it's, it is for me, it is my, just my escape, my stress relief valve that I just, can come home and and just uh, immerse myself in in in, in my piano and, uh, and just see where it takes me. So when you do that, which I'm sure is like almost daily, do you record it? Do you record everything that you play, or you just you know record for or just play for relaxation in that in that that uh, stress valve, and then when you decide to record, that's when you do it. I just rec uh, I just play. I don't record. Usually, when I'm playing, if I'll do a little like a do a little lick, what they call a lick, and I'll do a little lick, and it's like, whoa, what was that? So I'll go back, and then once I uh, massage that, 
and start playing with that, then I say, hey, you know what? Yeah, here comes, this could be a good song. So then I'll turn my recorder on and record it so I don't forget it because I'll go to sleep, wake up the next day and forget what I was playing. So I usually will record it when I, when I think I have something, I'll, I'll record it. That makes sense. It's kind of like building a house. You know, you have a foundation and you just you build each floor as you go along, right? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sometimes, man, a whole song will come to me right on the spot. I mean, it's just like I get a download, start playing something, and, and just, man, I can complete a whole song uh, pretty quick. It just comes. But then other times it's just in pieces. I'll put it together. Like a puzzle. <laughs> like a yeah. puzzle. Yes, sir. I just really have a lot of interest in what everybody's process is. You know, um, there are some similarities and there are some big differences in the way artists approach things. And being an indie artist um, is totally different than being with a big label and having all that pressure and manipulation that they have. Um, you know, there's two sides to that. You know, you you could be very rich, but they're controlling everything. Whereas when you when you're indie, you control everything. You do it when you want to, and you and you go in it like you with no expectations. And if something happens, then you know it's great. So there's two sides, right? Yep, yep, there is, and and I I like the side I'm on. I bet. I like. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy being an indie artist. So you have a day job like me, so. Do people know that you work with, you know, are they aware of the recordings that you have out there? Uh, yes, sir, they are. Uh, they just recently, I mean, they, a lot of them had no clue, but, yeah, I've, I've let them know, and they've listened to it, and they've really enjoyed them. So, yeah, my, my coworkers, a lot of the customers I deal with in my day-to-day job, they, they don't know. I, I don't just go sharing it with everybody, but uh, if the opportunity ever comes up, I can... I'll share it, but you, my close guys that I work with, my peers, I, they do know I have an album. You should get the word out more. I mean, people will love it, I'm sure. Yep, yep, working on that. So where are you located? I really don't know. Are you in? I'm, I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm in, in a city in a town called Grand Prairie, Texas is where I'm I reside okay. right now. Been here, been here since 1986. Okay, so Texas. I, I for some reason I was thinking that you must have told me in the email. So where were you before 1986? <clears throat> I grew up down in South Texas, down in Mission in a town. It's a small town down in uh, South Texas near the border. Uh, mm-hmm. the, they call it the Rio Grande Valley down there. Is where uh-huh. I grew up. Are your parents yeah. from Mexico? No, sir. They're they're from the United States, both of them. I'm a fourth generation Texan. Ah, they call them, they call you a Tex-Mex, right? Yeah, there you go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where are you where are you located, Keith? I'm in Massachusetts. Ah. Awesome. Yeah. So, what are the plans for David Pena going forward after you roll out this? release today and get the get your reviews out there and so forth and uh, what are the plans going forward do you just sit back and and watch things happen and you push the promotion or 
Um, do you have a timeline like, okay, another year from now I'm going to start working on another album, or how does that work for you? No, I'm actually already working on another album. I'm working with uh, uh, the orchestral composer, Jude Earl, and he's amazing, and uh, just already working with him on, on the next album. So been uh, been going, dove right into it, just uh, from one album to the next. So Lord willing, wow. I'll have another album out. Uh, hopefully in May, planning on May, June, July. I mean, May, June of next year, I look to yeah. release an, another album. Now, who's the orchestral composer that you work with? His name is Judah Earl. He's an amazing orchestral composer in the, the film industry. Um, oh. He does a lot of movies. He he com- does a lot of uh, orchestration for movies, a lot of Netflix originals and stuff. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect for yeah, your so music, you, huh? You, you can kind of get a feel. You get that cinematic feel that he, he can bring uh, to the table there. So is that uh, a business partnership, or do you actually have to pay him a fee to do that? How does that work for you? I pay him a fee, uh, a fee for every song. I just pay him a fee, and, and, uh, and he does all the orchestral composing for it. Nice. So mm-hmm. you retain total ownership of your music. That is correct. Yes, sir. Have you submitted it to uh, the film industry to see if you can get any bites on that? I've been actually working on that, so trying to oh, good. trying to get try to get it. They, there's music libraries that a lot of the the film industry uses for for getting songs, and been trying to get into those libraries. Ah, so it's kind so of what I'm working process. on. Yeah. Yeah, it's a process okay. to get in, to get your music in. So you, so you have to submit and pay a, a little fee, I imagine, then you have to wait and see if you're accepted? Well, you you submit, no fee, but you just got to wait to see if you're accepted. Yes, sir. Do you, have, do you have a contact that you can ping and say, hey, what's the status, or you just have to wait and see? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've submitted it to one of the music industry uh, libraries, and uh, it's been going through that process for a while, so just trying to wait to hear back from them. Great. Well, keep me posted. Um, I'd like to know your progress with that. Um, you know, you're, you're a good man, and you have a lot of good intentions with what you're doing, and you deserve the best, so I hope things happen for you. Thanks, Keith. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, I'm really hoping that... Uh, my listeners will, or people that just hear my music, will just really be able to find it um, enjoyable, relaxing to their soul. Just uh, that's kind of my whole vision that people can just be able to take that music and just that they'll be able to touch them and move them emotionally. Well, if they listen, I'm sure that will happen. That's for sure. Thanks. I really appreciate your time today, David, and uh, we'll close this out for now and look forward to your next release and uh, keep in touch. Uh, thanks, Keith. Appreciate it so much, buddy. Take care, David. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.